Good afternoon and welcome in to Hate the Player, Not the Game. I am Lucas Owens. It is Sports Saturday. Got to start off strong with the first KCOU Sports Saturday of the year. And that's why I am bringing you the Hate the Player, Not the Game trade deadline preview. Not preview because it's going on right now, technically, show. Um... Yeah, just going to look at some trade prospects going on in the MLB. We got a lot to talk about because there's probably going to be a fair amount of trades this year, surprisingly, for only really having a month left of the season and then the playoffs. Still think we could see a lot of trades, though. So we're going to talk about that later. But first of all, I really want to uh, start off, um, I'm sure... All of you listening have heard about the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman at 42 of colon cancer. Um, He was fighting it for four years. Hit it very well. I don't think many people knew what was going on with his health. Um, It's very, very tragic. I mean, you just look at his filmography and he just seemed like he was constantly on the rise ever since he got the role as Jackie to play Jackie Robinson in 2012-2013 when that movie came out, 42. Um, And then, I mean, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, Black Panther, you name it, he played it. And he was just always got the chance to play icons, and he was damn good at playing icons. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's really tragic. Uh, His performance in 42, I think, brought a lot of light to um, what Jackie Robinson went through for a lot of people. Um, And, I mean, it it was fantastic. That whole movie was fantastic. But he was fantastic as Jackie Robinson. And, um, I mean, most people know him as Black Panther. Um, And, I mean, I can't speak to it because, obviously, I'm... I'm a white male. Basically, any superhero movie, like the default, it's the default option is to have a white male. Um, so I can't speak to representation. But um, Black Panther was one of the first mainstream black superheroes to get their own feature film. And I mean, really brought a lot of happiness to underrepresented black communities. So I think it's just a time to grieve for everybody, but also a time to remember and a time to celebrate um, his life and his career. Um, He's certainly going to be missed. It still really doesn't feel real, but I mean, it's just hard to comprehend really. But rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. But uh, to get on from that sadness, uh, let's talk some MLB. So, Before we get really into the trade deadline, I'm going to go through what the playoff picture and the standings are looking like this year because, you know, that's pretty important to understanding where teams are in the trade deadline. So, excuse me, wearing a mask, still not getting used to it while talking. Um, In the AL East, we actually have the Rays leading the Yankees by three and a half games. And at the start of the season... I could have seen the Rays playing this good, but I didn't expect the Yankees to go three of seven in their last 10. But really, the Yankees just always find a way to get injured. I don't know what it is about that team. 
and being so injury prone, but they just do. So Tampa Bay at 22 and 11, Yankees at 17 and 13, three and a half games back. The Blue Jays actually at 16 and 14, only a game back of the Yankees. And then you have Baltimore and Boston. They're basically out of the playoff picture. I mean, Baltimore theoretically could make a run. So could Boston. I mean, nobody's really out of the playoff picture yet. But for all intents and purposes, they're out of the playoff picture. Just looking ahead. So, um, I mean, the Yankees decimated by injury. So I think you're going to see them work a lot this trade deadline. Not that the Yankees don't always work a lot. It feels like they're constantly trying to get uh, expensive players at the deadline. But, yeah, you're going to see a lot of them. I think you'll see the Rays a little bit. And then uh, Toronto is probably going to look to add to their depth. And Baltimore and Boston are going to fire sale. They're full-on sellers. All right, moving into the AL Central, we got three big-time buyers. Three of the best teams in the entire league right now. We got Cleveland, the White Sox, and the Twins. So Cleveland and the White Sox are currently tied for first place, and the Twins are a half game back. So all three are going to go to the playoffs pretty much confirmed at this point. They're like 99% chance of going to the playoffs. So what you're going to see here is a lot of uh, – a lot of rebuilding. Uh, big surprise here. You're going to see them try to get bullpen arms. You're going to hear that a lot today. Um, teams trying to get bullpen arms, but you're really going to try to see them add a few more pieces to try to round out their lineups to make a deep run into October. And then you have Detroit and Kansas City, who, I mean, aren't doing too bad, but they're still, they're not going to be sellers per se because they, they're rebuilding teams. They don't have a lot to sell. But what you're going to see here is they're going to get rid of their veterans on short contracts, you know, rentals as usual. Um, but considering it's only a month, I don't know how much they're going to get back for them. Like Kansas City actually just dealt a veteran about 20 minutes ago. So we're going to be talking about that in a little bit. But you're going to see a lot of that here. All right, moving on to the AL West, we have the Oakland A's. Just an hour north of where I live in San Jose at 22 and 10 on top four and a half games ahead of the second place Houston Astros that could shrink a little bit today as they are playing a doubleheader after they both boycotted the game yesterday on Jackie Robinson Day. But what you're going to see here with Oakland and Houston is bullpen arms. Bullpen and starting, well, bullpen arms for the Astros, starting pitching for the A's. Um, the A's already got their position player. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, too, that they needed to really round out that lineup and uh, fix their rotations. But, man, these two teams need pitching. All right, rounding out the AOS, though. We got the Texas Rangers, the Seattle Mariners, and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So... Um, in case you haven't been following any of these three teams, they're not gonna they're not gonna try to compete here. I think you're gonna be see see them sell off a few assets. Not sure how many, but you're gonna see them try to get rid of some assets. You already see the Mariners and Angels trading away players, but 
you know, you're going to see you're going to see players leave these teams in the next few weeks. Um, our next few weeks, next few days, two days exactly. I believe the deadline is Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. So it's rapidly approaching. Odyssey deals being moved on, but heading over to the National League, trying to speed this up a little bit. We got the Atlanta Braves at 18 and 14, the Miami Marlins at 14 and 13. The Philadelphia Phillies at 14 and 14. The New York Mets at 15 and 17. And the World Series champion, Washington Nationals, at 12 and 17 in last place. Certainly did not expect them to be there at the start of the season. So uh, the the NL East is pretty packed this year. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for any team to really run away with this I mean the Braves are a little bit but they're only one and a half games back because of the wonky schedules of the uh of the Marlins so Braves want to hear a shocker are gonna go for bullpen arms the Marlins bullpen arms the Phillies bullpen arms and this is gonna be the biggest surprise of the year the Mets are going for pitching as well all four of those teams are going for pitching, which is insane that the four, there's so many teams in the NL East that desperately need some pitching, especially the Phillies. God, we don't, people do not like to discuss the Phillies bullpen just because of how, like they're historically bad that bullpen is. So if you want to anger some Philly fans, just get them to talk about it. All right, so now we're going to move on to the uh, rough and all central. Not doing the best this year, not going to lie. Um, we got Chicago at 18 and 13, far and away the favorite to win the playoff, win that NL Central this year. We got the St. Louis Cardinals because of their shortened schedule so far 11 and 12, three games back. Got the Cincinnati Reds at 14 and 17, and the Milwaukee Brewers at 14 and 17. And then we got the Pittsburgh Pirates at 9-20. and 20. So by far the worst team in the MLB this year, I would say. I think the only team that even gets close to competing is the Boston Red Sox, but that's just because of injuries. But man, the Pittsburgh Pirates just are not good this year. I thought they were going to have a little bit of a chance to be better this year after losing 93 last year. Not thinking that right now. 9-20. and 20. I think they're heading straight for that first overall pick in next year's draft. So here we actually, the Reds for being tied with the Brewers right now, probably don't have as much of a chance as making the playoffs as them. So I think they're going to be selling, but the uh, Cubs, Cardinals, and Brewers are all 100% going to be buying, especially the Brewers as uh, the Brewers are losing a few pieces in there. Starting to come up strong. I mean, they're still four and six in the last 10, but they're playing better lately. So I would expect them to try to go for some players, not bullpen arms, infielders. So we'll have to see what the Brewers do. Rounding it out, the NL West, the Los Angeles Dodgers, 24 and 10, four games ahead of the second place Padres, who are 20 and 14. Then we have the Colorado Rockies at an even 500, 16 and 16, occupying a playoff spot currently. 
And then we got the San Francisco Giants at 15 and 19. And the Arizona Diamondbacks at 14 and 19, currently out of the playoffs. So the Dodgers and the Padres are 100% going to be buying. The Padres already bought a player. Uh, the Rockies, pro- Rockies and Giants are probably just going to be moving. Diamondbacks, I think they're going to be selling a little bit. Because, I mean, they need to get some good assets because they're just... Like, they keep trying to get good assets, and it's not working for them this year. It's not good for them. So I'd like to say, but, yeah. So, looking at the playoffs, going to have to look at this correctly because nothing is deciding to work right now, of course. Um, currently, it is Oakland, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, Chicago, Minnesota, New York, Houston, and Toronto, I believe, are the eight teams in the playoffs for the American League. Uh, Oakland as a top team, Toronto is the lowest team. Um, quick correction, I keep making the mistake of assuming that the uh, higher-seeded teams get to choose who they play. The MLB decide to go against that. So no matter what, the first-place team plays the eighth-place team now. All right, and in the National League, we got the Dodgers, Padres, Cubs, Braves, Marlins, Philadelphia, Colorado, and St. Louis right now. So those are your eight playoff teams at the moment. It's going to change a lot. Um, I mean, the NL right around where Colorado and St. Louis are, even though St. Louis would... Theoretically, never mind. I'm reading that wrong. Colorado wouldn't make the playoffs at the moment. Yeah, but that's going to change as teams make up games. Um, so this is going to be really weird because St. Louis and Colorado are seven games back of the Dodgers. And then the Nationals are nine and a half games back of the Dodgers. So you have so many teams right in there in the thick of things to get to a wild card run. You're seeing it with the Giants the past few games until they decide to lose three in a row and they when they went on that seven-game win streak. Teams get hot. They get right in the playoff picture again, and then they go soft, and they're out. But uh, that's enough for giving a recap. After the break, we're going to be looking at the teams that have already made moves and the beginning of the possible moves that could be made this coming two days. Thank you for listening to Hate the Player, Not the Game. Hello and welcome back. Getting... Get restarted on the trade deadline. Um, so, as I alluded to, the San Diego, oops, excuse me, we actually saw a trade come from Kansas City about 40 minutes ago. The San Diego Padres, I accidentally exposed what the, uh, what the twist was going to be. The San Diego Padres have uh, traded for Trevor Rosenthal. They will be trading 
two Padre, two Padres prospects. One of them expected to be a mid-range reliever. I believe the other has been named, but I did not catch it. So that trade is done. I was going to tout him as player to watch as uh, teams would likely try to get him. He is an expiring deal, and he is a great bullpen arm. The Padres need bullpen arms. I think this is a good trade for both sides. The Royals get to retool, and the Padres pick up something they desperately need. So overall, fantastic trade by the Padres there. All right, so we're going to be talking other trades that have already been completed. So we've seen a few players move around for cash considerations lately. We saw uh, Daniel Vogelbach go to the Blue Jays. We saw Rob Brantley go from the Giants to the Yankees for cash considerations. Um, But we've also seen some pretty big names be moved in the past week. We saw Mariner starter pitcher... Tejuan Walker traded to the Blue Jays for a player to be named later. That's mostly because teams can't trade players that aren't on their 60-team roster this year. Um, so Tejuan Walker, 4.00 ERA and a 2-2 two two record this year, which, I mean, isn't that bad in the realm of pitchers in the MLB anymore, especially this year. But uh, when you look deeper into his stats, I'm really impressed by Walker. Um, he eats innings. He keeps his team into it. The Mariners have a 2-2 two and two record when he plays, this, which is an accomplishment considering how bad the Mariners are this year. So um, he's not getting a great amount of strikeouts, but he should be a great pickup for the Blue Jays. Um, he's fairly young. He's not the youngest guy. He's not like Flad Jr. and Boba Shed out there, but he's a fairly young pitcher, so... It's gonna it's gonna be a fine time for the Blue Jays to add to their young core, add to their pitching, which is something they need. Um, but overall, hard to judge the trade when you don't know who the other player is gonna be. But uh, I think the Blue Jays got a good one here. Hopefully, they didn't sell one of their top prospects for him. But who knows? They might have had to. But I'm sure the Blue Jays and Mariners will agree on something. All right. Another trade in the last tr- trade already completed that we're going to be talking about. Angel second baseman Tom Lee Sell was traded to the Oakland Athletics for also second baseman Franklin Barreto. Um, really like this trade from the A standpoint. As you can probably tell already, I don't get it for the Angels. Um, Tommy LaSalle has been having a good year for the Angels. And uh, adds to an already packed ace lineup that I like to call the don't hit above 280 because you play in the Oakland Coliseum lineup. Um, their depth is getting crazy. Um, I think he, I assume he's going to slot into their infield rotation. I mean, you already have Tony Kemp at second base. I don't know if he necessarily think LaSella is going to be a better second baseman to him, but he adds a lot of depth. And I mean, he can always fill in that DH too. Um, now for the Angels, let's talk Franklin Barreto. Um, why they had a great, I would call Lucella an up and coming second baseman. Um, and I mean, you look at this Angels team, they have enough hitters. That's probably the main reason they trade away Lucella. They don't have a bullpen, their bullpen sucks. Like, it's 
absolutely terrible. And they go out and trade probably one of their most tradable players in Lacella. And then you get back Barreto, who is like he's was a highly talented prospect for the A's, and then he's never really been able to establish himself himself in the lineup. Even if he was a good player, the A's are full in the infield now, especially with Lacella. That yeah, I just don't get why Barreto's going to the Angels. Um, I mean. He has a good chance at turning into, if he turns into something good, it's a good trade for the Angels. It's a risky trade, though. I don't think it's the best trade. So, I mean, it will take a few years, I think, for this to be fully realized. But as of right now, I think the A's really got everything out of that trade. All right. Let's talk potential trades now before we head to another break. Um. So... There's not too many spires. So, first of all, I was going to say this for later, but it's probably better to go into it now. F- few categories for what's going to happen this year because I think you're going to, you're usually, you see pretty firmly buyer sellers. With the way this season is, I think you're going to see a lot more buyers. And then a lot of teams that look to move players around and just really add to their depth. Like, I don't think you're going to see. I think you're going to see a lot of MLB ready for MLB ready this year. You're not necessarily going to see MLB for prospects outside of very few teams, which is going to make this a very, very interesting trade deadline. So we got buyers and hold on for this one because there's a lot of buyers that are looking for pitching. You got the Braves. You got the Yankees, you got the Rays, you got the Padres, who, of course, just filled one of their needs with Rosenthal, probably still need to add another starter or reliever. You got the New York Mets, who I don't think are really trying to go for contention this year, but, I mean, they have money, so I would expect them to. You got the Houston Astros, you got the Chicago White Sox, you got the Philadelphia Phillies, the Miami Marlins, the Toronto Blue Jays, the Oakland Athletics, the Twins, the Dodgers, the Cubs, and the Giants are probably going to look for a bullpen arm too. (laughs) So you have all of those teams looking for arms. I mean, in terms of supply, this isn't a good year. (laughs) This is really not a good year to look for supply. I mean, so I kind of, I have a few starters listed, I think out of everybody, you have Eovaldi, Gosman, Cueto, Lynn, Plesak, Clevenger, and Bauer for starters. And then for relievers, you have Hader, Watson, Rosenthal, Holland, Kennedy, Kianquila, and Givens. That's all the supply, and you have a lot of teams that are going to be looking for pitching. Um, I mean, I see a few good trade opportunities here, but... I really I really don't see that many. Um, and then you look at the other positions of need. You got outfield, which is really just the Indians. The Cleveland Indians are really the only team. They'll find somebody. Probably Kevin Ballar or Sintu Chu or Catel Marte, Brian Goodwin. They'll find somebody. Um, and then looking for infielders, infield bats, you got the Brewers and the Rockies. 
Omar Flores, Donovan Solano, Mitch Marland, Christian Vasquez, who I lumped in with the infielders, even though he's a catcher. And that's it. But you have a lot of teams looking for pitching, not a lot of product. This is going to be a weird market this year. You saw it with that Rosenthal trade where they had to give up a good prospect and a pretty middle-of-the-road prospect for a month of a reliever. I mean, he is one of the best relievers on the market this year. So that's a little crazy. It's going to be a fun trade deadline. All right. And then we got all those buyers. Let's talk about the movers. So the movers are going to be the teams that just look to fill in holes, not really get better or worse, try to trade for prospects. They're going to be trading for MLB ready. So you have the Reds, Giants, Diamondbacks, Orioles, surprisingly. The Nationals, even though they're coming off the World Series, and would like to repeat it, I just don't see it this year. And the Cardinals, who, I mean, they could be buying, but, I mean, they're hot right now, but so decimated by that long bout they had trying to get players back from the coronavirus. And then you have... So many doubleheaders coming up. They have an insane schedule. They've played, what, like 20 games? The rest of the teams are already halfway through their season. So then pure sellers. Really, you have the Rangers, Mariners, Angels, Tigers, Royals, and Red Sox who are going to be selling. And then there's one mega fire sale, and that is the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's the only team I would expect for a bunch of players to come out of. This year, usually see two or three every year teams trying to just get rid of a lot of guys at once this year. It's just going to be the pirates. And I think that speaks to how crunched in the MLB is in terms of playoffs this year, since they added two more play, three more playoff spots. Excuse me. Almost forgot. There was another one. So, yep. After the break, We're going to be looking at the players themselves. You know, the players that actually get traded at the trade deadline. Might be important to look at that. But thank you for listening to KCOU 88.1 FM after the break. Getting back to the trade deadline preview show. All right, welcome back to Hate the Player, Not the Game. Sorry for going a little fast. Going to try to get right into it to try to get through this in the next 15 minutes before the next show has to come on. I know, Pesce shows wanting to fill their time slots. Right, so I alluded to it earlier. The Pirates are going to fire sale. Um, according to one NL executive, they're trying to sell everything they can get their hands on. And uh, that's including expiring assets, of course. Um, So I think Josh Bell is probably the most likely to get traded. But the struggle this year, uh, hitting under 200, I mean, that's just in a month. But still hitting under 200, uh, I don't think he's going to go for that much. Um, What intrigues a lot of teams, I think, is going to be that few years of control left. Um, But they're under arbitration. So, you know, you're going to have to pay a fair amount for him. So I'd expect a prospect somewhere to go for him. Uh, he does have a lot of upside, um, but I don't know how good that prospect will be, and I think the Pirates might end up sticking with him, but I think he will end up be traded. And then their other super tradable piece that I'll touch on is Ken Kella. Um, he is injured. He is a really fantastic bullpen arm, though. 
Uh, and I mean, bullpen arms that have an arm are probably going to be a hot commodity on the market this year. Um, so I think we'll get a good package, similar, not similar to what Trevor Rosenthal got for the Royals, but I think, uh, I think he could go somewhere. I'd look for the Royals. I mean, excuse me, the Phillies, actually, to come get him, as uh, he does slot in at closer sometime, and that is something the Phillies desperately need. All right, I'm gonna touch on my San Francisco Giants, so this is gonna reek of bias here. Um, Johnny Cueto might finally be heading away from San Francisco. Um, could probably be seen as beneficial to the Giants. Um. I just don't think their timelines match up right now. And they have a fair amount of young starters who, I mean, are cheaper. And uh, they just really, like, could last a lot longer until the Giants are really competing. Um, so I think they could trade him away. But the problem is with his huge salary and that he is um, on contract for next year for about $18 million. It's uh, it's gonna be. They're gonna have to eat it. They're gonna have to eat a fair amount to get anything back. Um, he has a 5.3 ERA since returning from Tommy John last year. Um, not been having the best start to this year, but when he's on, he's on. And in the in the playoffs, he's on. He's always on in the playoffs. It's just a thing. I mean, he hasn't been in the playoffs since 2016, but whenever he was in the playoffs, he was on. So, the Giants, I think, could get a good ball. Uh, MLB ready bullpen arm, I should say, not a good bullpen arm for him if they are able to eat some of that cap hit. Um, so I think it could be a win-win for them getting rid of Cueto and letting them bring up starters and also getting a productive bullpen arm. Um, on the other end of the spectrum, we have uh, Kevin Gossman who is likely the other starting pitcher for the Giants that could be created. Um, he's been a bright spot for the Giants this year, um, but he's a one-year rental, and uh, usually those end up being traded if they're not on contending teams. Um, but on the bright side for the Giants, he uh, he's, looks to be wanting to stay long-term in San Francisco. Uh, he states he likes the club, their safety protocols, and that if he were to be traded, he might want to resign. So I think if a package is good enough for him, the Giants easily could end up training him for more bullpen help or even prospects. But that's largely relying on a good return. I could definitely see him staying in San Francisco and them working out a contract extension for less money but over more years. Um, Tony Watson for the Giants, though, he's gone, which is crazy considering the Giants' bullpen is so bad. But he's in his last year of control. He's likely to head away in free agency. And the Giants are really trying to get younger in the bullpen. And he's not exactly a young fried chicken. Um, yeah, that's uh, one bad thing about the Giants selling basically their whole bullpen last year is once you have a really good bullpen and then you get rid of a bunch of the good bullpen... Surprise, surprise, your bullpen is not good anymore, but it's also really young. Um, so there's a few teams looking for a lefty reliever. I believe the Cubs especially are really looking for a lefty reliever. So I think they could get a good haul from the Cubs. Uh, but it's uh, it all depends on what teams are willing to give. If offers aren't good enough, 
I could see the Giants keeping him and re- trying to re-sign him. But I have a feeling just deep in my gut that Tony Watson is completely gone. And then uh, last thing before the break, uh, the Red Sox are going to trade away a lot of pieces, I feel like. So I think J.D. Martinez, Christian Vasquez, Sandra Bogarts, and Nathan Eovaldi are all going to be shopped after the Sox started 10-22. and 22. So this would allow them to get rid of their financial strain, which they are really starting to feel after they started spending so much money to get 2018. Um, so I think they could add a few prospects here. I think teams will be willing to eat a lot of this, uh, a lot of the salary. They won't be trying to get Boston to pay for it, especially Xander Bogarts, though, because, I mean, he's a great player. But he's twenty million through twenty twenty five, and uh, I mean, people forget that he's really good. But it's twenty million through twenty twenty five, which is a lot to ask for right now, with just anybody on this Red Sox team. So I think the Red Sox do a soft sale this year. They try to retool and they uh, they try to bring it back the next few years. I think they're a few years away from contending again, though, because. Their con was steep, and when that happens, it usually takes a while to build back up. But after this break, we are going to be discussing the rest of the trades probably going to be made, and then I'll have to get out of the studio. Thank you for listening. How's your day? Alrighty then, sorry to cut off the Red Hot Chili Peppers ahead of time, but do not have much time left and really want to get through the rest of these possible trades. So starting back up again, the uh, Baltimore Orioles, I think, really have to let go of one of Alex Cobb or Michael Kibbins to get any form of good prospects this year. So the Orioles started off good. And technically are in contention for a playoff spot, which is basically the entire MLB. But looking at their future, uh, Michael Givens and Alex Cobb are just too deep into their careers to really factor into their future plans. So I think Alex Cobb is probably the pitcher the O's are more likely to part ways with. Uh, Givens could say, considering he has a year left on his deal, and I mean, considering next year they'll get more time with him i think he might get a better haul next year um but i think either of these guys could get a really good deal for them all right moving on to the trading card debacle of august 2020 i am of course talking about trevor pisak and mike clevenger um either of them could be traded i think it's going to be clevenger with the way the indians are treating him trying to get that one last start before they can uh, trade him away. So, considering Clevenger has less team control and is older, combined with the uh, up and clummers with the Cleveland starters, you saw that with Tristan McKenzie the other night. Um, I think he's gone. Um, so, I mean, it's just not. I'm. I think the clubhouse will end up surviving, especially if 
if police act stays, I think they'll end up surviving. Um, but, I mean, you really only have a few more days, and police act has more control. So if it doesn't end up working out, I think you'll be able to trade away police act and get a really good haul because he's a hot commodity. But who knows right now this Cleveland whole situation with the disobeying protocol and stuff is just super weird. Um, the Royals looked good on the trade front today, that's for sure, with Trevor Rosenthal. But they also have Ian Kennedy and Greg Holland to uh, to trade away. And that's big this year because you need players to trade away. Uh, both these guys, I think, will end up somewhere. Um, the Royals just, like, they're rebuilding for a while now. They need to speed it up, and I think this is a good opportunity to considering where Ian Kennedy and Greg Holland are at in their careers, which is probably the height of their asset value I think you're going to get for them. Um, talking about the Los Angeles Dodgers, they might make a move for a pitcher, might make a move for a starter, but they have so many assets. I don't think they do just because they're Dodgers. and they. I mean, there's nobody really to get, honestly, and I think they just try to run it back. Uh, Lance Lynn is he's as good as gone from the Rangers. Uh, he's 33 years old, but he's looking very good this year. 1.59 ERA. I mean, on this Rangers team, I think, honestly, he might be contending for the Cy Young this year. He probably is with that ERA. Um, so I would expect a very good package for him for a contending team. He's probably the highest starting pitcher asset for any contending team this year. Um, looping back around to the Giants, uh, Mike Yastrzemski has been brought up in trades. Uh, he's not going away because he's somehow an MVP candidate. And speaking as a Giants fan, he's all we have. So if the Giants, this Giants trade him away, considering how much team control they have left for him, will be completely shocked. Um, they probably will part with Wilmer Flores, sadly. Do love him, but the infield's getting a little crowded. I mean, they do have that DH spot, and he is good, but they could get a good arm for him. Um, I think that's probably where you'll see a play, a good player going for a good player right there. Um, and then Josh Hader, I think, might be leaving the Brewers. Um so they are standing at 14 and 17. They do have a bad offense. They do have a really good bullpen. And Hader is probably the biggest arm in that bullpen. He does have, he's under team control until 2023 though. So on one hand, that really increases his value. Because if you trade for him, you get him until 2023. I mean, you're going to have to pay arbitration for him, which is going to be a lot considering how good Hader is. But He's there until 2023. The problem is the Brewers could use him until 2023. I mean, he's not that old. He's an up-and-coming bullpen arm. I think you'd have to be crazy to trade him away. I think the Brewers might trade him away because that lineup is just so bad right now. So, yeah, that rounds it out, though. That's really a lot of the players. I mean, as said before, Donovan Solano... Think could end up going somewhere. 
uh, Mitch Moreland gang could uh, could end up on another team. Um, but those, I mean, since you two think could end up leaving the Rangers, not sure about that. Uh, Pilar, Keto Marte, Brian Godwin, I think they're going to leave. But, I mean, who knows? Just going to end up what packages they can get from. And this is such a weird year that I really don't know what packages they'll be able to get for any of these players. But that is the end of the trade deadline show. Make sure to tune back in on Thursday, 9 a.m. Got to get used to that now, being on Thursday now. But make sure to tune in at Thursday on 9 a.m. to see what I thought of every trade going on. Might have an article out. Who knows? I might be feeling crazy this next week. Might pump out an article. That would involve me touching a keyboard, though, which I don't do much of lately. So have a good rest of your weekend. Make sure to stay safe, stay healthy, and adios. (laughs) 